0: Every single employer you have will look at your Instagram. Hey guys, it's Taylor. Welcome back to Girl Gaze. Here are your Sunday scaries with a new episode and a mimosa, but hold the OJ. Get ready for a quarantine brunch with me and special guests as we chat all things fashion, career building, and adulting. So today I'm going to hit you with a shorter solo pod because actually my second most popular episode was the very first episode that kicked off Girl Gaze in general. That is five steps to landing your dream job. And so today I'm giving you five steps to push your career forward during a pandemic, which I never thought I'd have to say those words, but here we are, it's the reality we're living in. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before I get into it, make sure you're subscribed, leave a five-star written review to support your girl, and go ahead, check out our Instagram. We're doing some amazing things. As in we, I mean me and my interns, girl Gaze Pod on Instagram, and if you want, you know, go ahead, hit me with that follow too, at Taylor Bradford. I do just want to touch upon everything that is going on in the world, I have really been taking this time to educate myself with podcasts and books. I just bought, oh gosh, what's it called? It's by Toni Morrison. It's called Beloved. And I also bought White Fragility. Um, There are so many amazing resources to just, you know, keep yourself educated and to really learn about the language that everyone is using to talk about the issues going on in the world right now. And I just wanted to let you guys know that I am taking this very seriously and I'm really focusing on finding a more diverse bunch of amazing women to come on the podcast because I really want to highlight people who have differing perspectives and highlight their different career stories and life stories. This is something that has always been important to me, but given everything going on in the world, I really am going to go the extra mile to make this happen. Also, if you guys follow me on Instagram at Pod, you probably saw the black owned fashion and beauty brands that I highlighted. And I just have to say my very first palette from Beauty Bakery came in. Oh my God. The packaging, first of all, it came in this white box with cute pink uh, Beauty Bakery logo, which you guys know pink is my color. So I was like, oh shit, okay. Like let's open this up. So I open it up and there is light pink tissue paper that it's wrapped in I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm so pumped, I am hyped. So I am very into natural eye makeup because I, Um, kind of challenged when it comes to applying makeup to myself. So I like to just do like browns and like golds and neutrals and everything. So I bought this palette called Proof in the Pudding, I believe. The marketing, oh my God, please do yourself a favor and just look them up on Instagram. Look at their website. Their marketing is brilliant. Every single name of the eyeshadows has something to do with a bakery. I am obsessed. So anyway, I tried the palette and I actually really, really do love it. I used to be a big tart girl for palettes and I'm not saying that I'm ditching tart at all, but I'm really excited to explore more products from Beauty Bakery, so highly recommend them. So my gaze of the week is that during quarantine there was a lot of pressure to check in on people keep in touch with people you know your social life kind of drastically changed because it's not like you could go out on the weekends or you know go out to brunch dinner drinks whatever with your friends so you really had to go the extra mile to make sure you were putting in effort and i feel like i've realized that some people are meant to come into your life for a certain amount of time for a certain reason and i think a lot of people's true colors were shown during this time it's really important to recognize who was there for you during this time and who actually put in effort to maintain your friendship the reason i'm saying this is because when we kind of acclimate to this new sense of normal. I feel like it's a restart, a refresh, if you will. So be intentional with who you spend time with. And if you are currently going through a friendship breakup right now, and you're kind of in your feels, go ahead and listen to episode six from season one with my friend Ashley Signore. We talk all things friendship breakups and how to become your own best friend. Speaking of navigating life, This episode is brought to you by my GF, Liv Schreiber, who specializes in one-on-one coaching calls with college-aged and post-grad girls who are looking for some guidance when it comes to career, life, social media, self-confidence, and so much more. Head to liveschreiber.net, it's L-I-V-S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R, or DM her at Liv Schreiber for more information, and make sure to use the code Girl Gaze when you reach out. I know a lot of you guys probably feel really frustrated and maybe sad or mad, any of these emotions, because, you know, maybe you graduated, maybe your internship got canceled, maybe your internship is remote, so you wouldn't be getting the full experience. Maybe you got furloughed, or maybe you're still at your job, but now it kind of sucks because you're working from home all of a sudden. I feel you, I I really, really do. And I will totally have another solo pod about where my personal career is at right now. But today I really want to focus on five crucial steps to pushing your career forward during a pandemic. If you feel stuck, like you have to change your mindset right now and it all starts with step one is taking a step back to reevaluate your career. Where are you now and where do you want to be? Literally write a list down of your previous internships and jobs or clubs from college. What did you like and dislike from each? Now, I'm not saying you have to go ham and like write a pros and cons list, but just think about it. Because once you kind of have a good grasp on what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing, it will lead you down the path where at least one step closer to realizing what you actually do want to do. Do research, make a list of where you can picture yourself working, a list of your favorite brands, favorite publications, whatever it may be. And also look up who works there. You can literally go on LinkedIn, and look up a, let's say Cosmo is your dream job. You can go on LinkedIn, look up Cosmo and then look at the people who work there. Okay. It's super, super easy. So if you are like, I don't know where to start. Like, I don't even know who works there. I don't even know who to reach out to. You're just flat out being lazy and girl gazers are not lazy. We fucking rock. Okay. We are self-motivated and we are self-confident and we can do anything we set our minds to. So Google the shit out of everything, (laughs) basically is what I'm trying to say. So this brings me to step two. So once you have that list, do research and find out who works there, okay? Reach out to them, network. I read an article on Harvard Business Review recently that said networking is a contact sport, which I loved (laughs) because it is. But then they went on to say that because it's a contact sport, it's hard to play during a lockdown. So if you're stuck and you don't know how to network during this time, even though the quarantine is kind of lifted, like, I don't know, we're kind of in this weird space right now, it's still going to be hard to meet people IRL. So go ahead and listen to episode three of season two with Madison Utendahl and Chrissy Rutherford, my fricking queens, career queens, because we really talk about how to network during quarantine from afar. Basically, you know, we literally tell you exactly what your email should say, exactly what your DM should say. Or if you really just want to listen to that specific part, it's on IGTV. So yeah, go listen to that if you don't know what to say. So bam, You have the research, you know who you wanna reach out to, multiple people, not just one, and now all of a sudden, you have your email draft totally complete. So go ahead and send that. So now you finally get an email back from at least one person who is willing to hop on the phone with you or willing to get coffee with you. Now what do you do? You have to come up with a list of questions to ask them. You can literally Google a bunch of questions, but I'll just give you a few right here that are my go-tos. One of them is what does your day-to-day look like? What responsibilities do you have? What's the work culture like at your job? How has your strategy or responsibilities changed during quarantine? Where do you see the industry going? There's there's so many questions, but just make a list. And honestly, if you were to meet people in real life, and I have done this before, bring a notebook and write down your questions in there so you do not forget and take notes. Of course, if you are talking to them on the phone, you can just have like (laughs) your notes in front of you because they won't be able to see it. Um, But either way, really, really take notes. I remember one time I was connected with this Newhouse Syracuse University alum who works at Facebook. And I ended up hopping on the phone with her. We had a great conversation. I asked her really great, insightful questions. And she actually let me visit her at the Facebook slash Instagram office. Oh my God, this place is literal heaven. It's so freaking cool. But anyway, when I was sitting down with her and asking her questions again, I was taking notes. And I think she really admired that about me. And also I remember I met with an HR woman who works at Hearst Publications. This is like right before I graduated from college. And she gave me some really great advice that I wrote down because one, I didn't want to forget that. And two, when you send your follow up thank you email, you have something specific to refer back to. Like, oh, I really appreciated X advice or our conversation about XYZ was really inspiring or was really interesting to me. And that shows that you have really, really listened and it kind of makes your email back super personal. Oh, also with your thank you email, you should always say something that is relatable and personable to that person. So for example, when I met with that HR woman who actually Lindsay Silverman connected me with, so guys, this is like the most amazing way to network is if someone who you have networked with connects you then with someone else. It's like a domino effect kind of. So anyway, I met with her and she told me that she was going on a trip to Japan or something like that. And I was like, have a safe trip or like have a safe flight. Hope you enjoy blah, blah, blah. Of course it was like genuine actually, but I remembered that and I made sure to include it in the email. So It included emotion. Everything in this industry with networking is all about creating authentic connections. So always make sure to add that personal touch. Okay, also making sure that you ask the right questions is super important so that you can really understand if that person is in a position that you can potentially see yourself in. So if you're talking with a fashion writer who sits behind her desk all day and writes about celebrity fashion and everything. And you're thinking to yourself, huh, I don't really know if I want to sit at a desk all day and write stories, even though you may really like writing. (laughs) This is me. I'm talking about me. I don't even know why I'm saying you. I have spoken with fashion writers before, but personally, I just, I like being on the move and, I like doing things that are super hands-on, so I love writing, but then I also love being on set and I love creating concepts and campaigns for fashion brands or for a fashion publication. So really, really take into consideration what their day-to-day looks like because they're not lying to you. That's literally what they do every fucking day. So think about it, internalize it, and if you can see yourself doing that, then you know maybe that is a career that you can see yourself going into. Of course, these people who you're talking to are probably... My mom just texted me. Aw, that's so cute. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you definitely heard that bing. But bing, ring, what's, what's the word? when someone texts you. Okay, anyway, I'm getting distracted. So make sure you, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Really mom, like you're messing up my flow. Okay, back on track. One thing that you should always, always, always ask someone because this this will give you a lot of insight into their career path is what their first job was out of college and what their responsibilities looked like then versus how their responsibilities have changed and how they have grown in their current position since then. That will give you a really clear vision of what it took from them to get, you know, from their first job to where they are now and if you think you can really excel in doing the grunt work that comes with that first job out of college and you think it's worth it to get to the position where they are at now, then try it out. That is such a great question. Write that down, like right now, please. Okay, so now you have this new person who you're networking with or potentially going to send an email to. Really what you should do, maybe this should be step two actually, is work on your personal branding. Grab your resume, wipe the freaking dust off of it, because I know you have not even touched it since before quarantine. I know I'm guilty of this. Update it, okay? Like going back to step one, when you look up job descriptions, literally copy and paste those job descriptions into your resume, I remember when I applied for the New York Post, they had a lot of things about, you know, maintaining organization in the fashion closet, XYZ, like things specific to the fashion closet. And I did not previously work in a fashion closet at a fashion magazine. But when I interned at Steve Madden, I did essentially work in a fashion closet although it looked a little different. So I used that language, for example, sample trafficking, handling sample trafficking, and emailing back and forth with blah, 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 blah. So I took that language and then applied it to what I actually did at Steve Madden, even though it was a little bit different. Also, when you're writing a cover letter, make sure you are using that same exact language that's in the job description and putting that into your cover letter to show that you have the skills that they're looking for. Okay, next is the website situation. I do not know how to code. I am very, I honestly think I'm very good at technology. I really understand understand Instagram and how to build a brand on social media, but I am not a website person at all. But look at my website, taylorbradford.com. It is my pride and joy. I've gotten so many compliments on it because I work. Well, first of all, it took me like weeks, probably like a month. Actually, I remember I, I did my first draft of my website over winter break my senior year because that was right before I was going to reach out to people to really start to network heavily. Um, and if you look at it, it's pink. It's branded. There's a photo of me and it has all of my experiences on it and it's not boring to look at. It really is a representation of my visual aesthetic and brand. So go ahead and work on that. I literally use Wix, it's free. I just bought my, hand, my like URL code or whatever it's called, I don't even know, and work on that. It's going to take time unless you are a website genius And guru, which in that case, like, let me know because I haven't updated my website in a very long time. So I could probably use some help with that. But that is super, super important because like, for example, when you graduate from college, you are not going to have your school and your major and your clubs in your email signature anymore. It will literally just be your current position at whatever job you're at and or just your website. So you have to make sure your website's on point. This may be annoying, but like, put on your favorite new song or your favorite new playlist and get to work. Honestly, just do it. I mean, you can literally do it with a mimosa, a glass of wine, Lemon Perfect. (laughs) Shout out to my new favorite drink. Just, just force yourself to do it because it will make you stand out from other applicants. Especially when you're networking, people will probably be more inclined to answer you back if you have a nice-looking website. Like I actually can't tell you the amount of times people have emailed me back saying, "By the way, I looked at your website and I really love it." Or during a phone call conversation, people have told me that they looked through my website and that they were really impressed. So I promise you it really does make a difference and it's worth your time and energy. Okay. Now we have to talk about Instagram for a second. This is a hard one for me to tell you guys, because I know a lot of you guys are like in college or going into college or post, recent, grad, whatever, you really have to make your Instagram look like a mood board. Now, I'm not saying you have to stop posting pictures of you and your friends. That's totally, totally fine, especially if you are private, but every single employer you have will look at your Instagram. I remember when we were hiring interns for the New York Post, we looked up every single applicant on Instagram. It's just a fact, especially now with everything going digital. And just like, I feel like quarantine has made everyone focus on Instagram, in my opinion. So if you don't want to get rid of that Instagram, that's like kind of just for fun and posting pictures of you and your friends, make a new one that's basically a mood board and create your aesthetic, develop it out And that's also then something that you can put in your email signature for people to kind of get an inside look at what your taste is. You know, if you really are passionate about food or if you love fashion or if you love interior design, here's your chance to really show them you're like a little part of your mind, you know what I mean? So, I mean, this is something that I'm personally working on on my personal Instagram because it's definitely not perfect. Um, I'm definitely, I actually just had this conversation the other day with my mom is I want to make my Instagram more of a mood board. So you don't necessarily have to post pictures only that you took like go on pinterest and look up pictures okay my friend emily she was on an episode first season her instagram is literally amazing right now it's what's emily doing she posts pictures from pinterest she posts mood pictures or you know pictures of flowers or pictures of her outfit i i love it and it gives me a sense of what her aesthetic is And as a whole, when you like scroll through her feed, everything is super cohesive. Another one of my friends, Monica oh gosh, what's her? What's her handle? It's Monica q u a with like a bunch of a's if you just like look at who i'm following and then type in monica her name is monica sans louise so go look her up she has a beautiful beautiful feet and of course hers is more fashion oriented and she literally works so hard to create content on her own which is amazing like kudos to you because i just like can't do that i feel like i just don't like being in front of the camera but anyway this is super important because it will give people a sense of who you are and it will kind of be an extension of your personal brand. If you don't know what your aesthetic is or you're like, where do I find pictures or like, where do I find inspiration? Go onto Pinterest, create an aesthetic. Like it's really not that hard. Just go on Pinterest and see what images you're drawn to and create boards and save images and voila, there you have it. Okay, this section is very long-winded on what to do to work on your personal branding, but I just feel like this is the most important part. So the other day I was actually thinking about this. Why do people not have business cards? If you have a business card, like good for you because I don't even have a business card. But I was thinking when you start to work in the industry, you will get invited to events and you will meet a shit ton of people and how will they remember you? what, do you exchange Instagrams? What, do you exchange LinkedIns? Like, let's be real, does that actually happen? And even if you do exchange LinkedIns or Instagrams, like, where does that take you after that? Because you follow, like, how many people do you actually follow on Instagram? I follow, like, at least a 1,000 people, so how am I supposed to even remember to, like, reach out to people? And then what are you supposed to do? Slide into the, you know what I mean? It's just, like, so complicated. So I was thinking, what if you made a business card. And then when you whenever you networked with someone or met someone new, you could just say, I would love to grab coffee with you to get to know you better. Or whenever you're free, like shoot me an email and then give them your business card. So I've been doing a lot of research on business card aesthetics because obviously everything has to have your own spin on it. We're talking about a personal brand, people, okay? So I did some research and here are my findings. First of all, you need to have some sort of logo or like some sort of typeface that looks really dope that kind of represents like your visual identity, I guess, if you want to say it that way. So that's number one. Number two, you have to put on your resume what you do. Now, I would never put fashion assistant on my business card. This is more generally speaking about what you as a person are known for. So for me, I would probably write multimedia storyteller, podcast creator and host and journalist, things of that nature. That's not final. I have not made my business card yet, but I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. So do not write assistant or anything like that on your business card. I also don't even know if you should really put your current position on your business card because I feel like you know, you don't know where you're going to be in six months. You don't know where you're going to be in a year. So to make your business card more evergreen, I would make your title or position that you use on there more general. This is just me also, but I feel like you really have to pick out a color scheme, a pattern, uh, a symbol that you love. Like personally, I love stars, or if you are a butterfly person, or if you're a flower person, really think about symbols or designs that you're drawn to so that you can add some character to your business card. And I think having one side as purely aesthetics or one side that has your logo on it in like whatever your favorite color is, whether that's like a light blue or a pink like me or lavender or anything like that. I probably wouldn't do white unless you have a white background with like some Pop of red or something, um, just to give it that personal flair. So, if you don't know where to start, my friend who actually helped create the Girl Gaze logo is helping me create my business card design. Like, literally, as we speak, I probably sent her like three emails yesterday with all of my ideas because I'm all over the place. But Reach out to her. Her name is Sarah Bernadette. I hope I'm saying her name correctly, but let me spell it for you Sarah, S A R A H B E R N A D E T T E.com. Look her up on her website and email her, or Sarah Bernadette Design at gmail.com. She is honestly amazing, and I really, really do recommend. Setting up a consultation session with her to design a business card. I think this is such a strong move. Like honestly, if someone were to give me a business card at an event, like I would a hundred percent reach out to them. It's not like you're handing them a resume or you know what I mean? Like, oh god, this is gonna sound bad. But like I remember I met this one girl for coffee or whatever, and then she handed me a resume. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I low key, sorry. I threw it out. I mean Like, what am I supposed to do with a resume for someone who's like, who I'm just like meeting? You know what I mean? So I think a business card is a really, really great alternative if you're meeting someone. And I also just think it's a way less aggressive move to come with a business card instead of a resume. So let's make business cards great again. I hate myself for saying that, but let's do it. I will keep you guys updated on my... Business card journey, if you will. If that's something you guys are interested in, definitely let me know because I'm really excited to design mine with Sarah. And yeah, I just think it's the cherry on the top. So then, when you have your business card that has your amazingly designed website on it, and then you have your Instagram link that is, you know, aesthetically pleasing and is kind of like a mood board and then you have your multimedia storyteller or whatever your like general title or goal job is, like everything is so cohesive because your business card is also gonna have your visual identity on there as well. So X, Y, Z, done. And this just brings me to the last thing is, oh, wait, also, you have to have your email address on there. So if you are still using your school email like make a new gmail account mine is taylor bradford nyc at gmail because my or just like taylor bradford was already taken and actually my mentor madison told me just add nyc at the end like why not or if you're a designer like add design at the end or if you love fashion add fashion at the end there are multiple different words that you can use but it should have your full name on it and yeah just like just get rid of your 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 email address that has a bunch of numbers on it and everything. Like don't have your year in it like eh, you don't you don't really need people to like know what year you were born in. So, yeah, I would do that and also put that on your business card. So, this brings me to the final step of working on your personal branding, and this is style. You whenever you're walking into a room, whether it's an interview, whether you are networking, whether you're grabbing coffee with someone, whether you're going to an event, your outfit introduces you before you say anything. So really take the time now to find brands that you really do love, and plan out your next interview outfit, or plan out your next event outfit. What bag are you going to wear? I've been loving by far. I mean, by far is just, ah, the baguette bags. It was truly, truly worth my money. There. are A little bit on the more expensive side. Of course, you can probably find a dupe at like Urban, I'd say. But I think finding a really cute bag is very important that you can stick your business cards in and your phone. So no mini, mini bags, but the baguette bags are very in right now. So invest in that. Also, like if it's during the summer or in the fall, like a really nice coat. I remember I went to this one event and I wore this Red snakeskin trench that I bought from urban. The brand was blank NYC. And I got so many compliments on it. Like a lot of people came up to me that night complimenting me on my jacket. So make sure you really do take this time to invest or find pieces that represent who you are. Plan that out. And also I feel like now I've been talking to my interns, I really do want to create more video content for the Instagram. So I probably will have like five interview outfits to wear or like five different outfit ideas to wear to a networking event or like what to wear when you are networking or grabbing coffee with someone in the industry. Also like getting a really nice pair of shoes. I know that this is expensive, but as you're building your wardrobe, Of course, I'm a fashion lover, but you really do have to invest in shoes. So one of the most expensive pairs of shoes that I own are my Gucci Mules. And I remember um, before I got my job at The Post, I met with Michaela Erlanger. She is a celebrity stylist who I adore and really admire. I actually got introduced to her or connected to her through another person in my network. And... It didn't end up like I had obviously ended up working at the New York Post. But the first thing she said was, oh, my God, our shoes are matching because we were both wearing black Gucci mules like people notice that. So really do invest in a nice or cute pair of shoes. I mean, even like I have a really cute pair of mules that are blue striped with a giant bow on it from J. Crew, I think. Or maybe it was Madewell. I get those mixed up all the time. But so they were way more affordable. They were probably like one hundred dollars or something but they're cute. So definitely do invest in that. Um, I'll come up with more ideas. I'm just coming up with these off, off the top of my head. But yeah, so stay tuned for more fashion content. But that's the last step, in my opinion, for right now to work on your personal branding. It's just planning out your outfits and also just like building out your work wardrobe. Okay. So on to step four, that kind of leads directly into step five is during this time, work on a passion project. Just do it. I mean, you hear me talk about this in literally every single episode. So if you haven't done this already, like girl, what are you doing? Come on, (laughs) just, just do it. You want to start a blog? Fucking start it. You want to create content for Instagram? Like fucking do it. Just do it. You want to start a podcast? Do it. So If you're not sure what you want to do, go ahead and listen to my very first episode that I mentioned in the beginning. It's five steps landing your dream job. I have a whole entire section about finding your passion project or finding out what you're passionate about. So once you figure out what you are going to do at this time, first of all, you'll stand out when you apply for whatever position, you know, once people end up stopping their hiring freezes, which like, ugh. It makes me so upset, like for everyone going through this right now, because I do really understand that hiring freezes are really affecting everyone right now. But this is something that will show them and also something that will show people who you want to network with that you're doing something valuable with this time. On top of that, you're doing it for yourself. Like, do you know how many skills I've personally gained from doing this podcast? Do you know how many people I've connected with from doing this podcast? Do you know how like, first of all, interviewing skills. I love interviewing people, but this has really challenged me. Then I decided to do panels. I literally looked up on YouTube and watched tutorials about how to moderate a panel, okay? So now I freaking know how to do that. Like one day you will see me, Teen Vogue Summit, freaking moderating a panel. Like you you wait, <laughs> dreams, goals. Okay, so anyway. There, there's so many skill sets that I've personally learned from doing this passion project. And also just like going back to college, there's so many skills that I learned from doing you girl. Okay. So do that. And then you can literally add it to your resume also. Oh, and then you can also add it to your business card. Like obviously duh, because now we're a business card stands. Okay. So now this leads me into step five. The final step is to do a deep dive into your skill set. This will help you update your cover letter, which by the way, should be tweaked every time you apply somewhere. I know I already said this, but like that needs to be emphasized. From this, you will learn certain skills and you really just need to pinpoint them and think about them, write them down, really like reflect on them. Because one, like this is great to add to your resume. You'll know exactly what bullet points to put there. Second of all, when you write another cover letter for a job that you want to apply to in the future, you can say like, during quarantine, I actually did shit. Like this is the cool thing that I did when other people were sitting on their ass literally doing nothing, okay? So that's really great. And then also when you do end up getting an interview or you do end up networking with someone, now you'll know how to articulate what you have done and then what you've learned from that and what skills you've acquired and then how you can apply that to another job or another position. So generally speaking, these are the five steps to pushing your career forward during a pandemic. And I have done all five where I'm working On all five, because of course, you can never be done with all. You should always be challenging yourself to continue to push yourself in your career. So, let me go over them again for you once more. First of all, take a step back and reevaluate your career. Where are you now, and where do you want to be? Two, do research and reach out to people who you admire, who work at places that you could potentially see yourself working at and network. Okay. Listen to my previous episodes to figure out what your email draft or what your DM draft or what your LinkedIn draft should be. Number three, work on your personal branding. This includes resume, website, Instagram, business cards, your email. If you have, you know, You need one that's other than your school email and uh, building out your work wardrobe. Number four, work on a passion project. I'm literally a broken record at this point. Just fucking do it. Like, let's go, bitch. You got this. You're a girl gazer. Just do it like you got it. And I'm so excited to see what you end up doing. And step number five is to do a full deep dive into your skill set because this will really, really help you articulate what you do. This will help you with your interviews. This will help you when you network to explain to people what you do. This will help you with your cover letter, with your resume, just ev- with everything, literally. And you'll understand yourself better. And then that'll go back to helping you reevaluate your career to step number one. So I guess this is all just a cycle, right? (laughs) So guys, this episode was actually really fun for me to do. I think I'm going to be doing more solo pods after this. So also let me know if you guys want me to do a deeper dive into any of these five steps or what else you want me to talk about because I'm here for you guys and you know DM me if you want to chat with me or if you have any career questions. I want to see you guys succeed. You guys are all girl gazers and you fucking rock. Oh my god, guys, I almost forgot about my gaze goal of the week. Oh my gosh, what should my gaze goal of the week be? Um okay, my gaze goal of the week is going to relate to this. It's going to be finalizing my business card plan. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, leave a five-star written review below if you enjoyed this episode. Take a screenshot, share on social, share it with your friends. Make sure to give me a follow at Girl Gaze Pod, And I'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye.